Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. Um, thanks for joining for this edition of the BRM Brownback. I'm your host, Suresh GP. We are in episode number 12. So our theme today is BRM in the automotive space. So I was wondering whom should I reach out to for someone who's an industry veteran who has spent a significant amount of time in the industry of automotive space. And I had a good fortune of connecting with Heyman Damani um, recently, and I thought he would be our guest for today. Thanks, Heyman, for joining us today. Thank you, Suresh. It's a pleasure. And the, the and, and one of the things that, Heyman, you bring to the table is your um, industry experience around the automotive space. So for viewers, why don't we get started with your career journey spreading over you know, close to about three decades or so let us understand how your journey has come in and what's your um, current role that you play. And we will take this uh, forward. Absolutely. So, you know, as you know, from my profile, I mean, I actually am a chartered accountant. I started out my career on the business side and IT and the computer was a black box to me. And I proactively took steps to get in the IT field. And I started out as a regular software engineer. And I had no understanding of the automotive industry. And I was on the you know services sector, manufacturing sector, but not the auto manufacturing sector, right? I spent time in India, I spent time in the Middle East, and I came to the US. And even in the US, I was in the services sector till 2000 when I actually joined General Motors is when I actually uh, became aware really of the automotive sector. Right. And I had my trepidations about the automotive sector being bureaucratic and monolithic and very difficult to navigate. Right. But one of the core reasons why I was able to switch from IT to, uh, from business to IT was the IT um, industry was looking for people with a business background. Right. Their theme was it's easy for us to teach you the technology. It's very difficult for us to teach the technologies, the business. Right. And as you can see from my profile, I don't really have any formal education that I've actually completed in IT. Right. Yes, when I joined, I've taken lots of courses and I've really trained myself in IT. I was doing my master's at Carnegie Mellon and all that. And when I was at General Motors, they put us through lots of uh, college level educational courses in IT. So I have a solid background and understanding of IT, don't get me wrong. Right. But I purposely stayed away from getting a formal degree in IT, right? Sure. That's part of my branding too. Sure. And the challenge has always been, and even when I joined General Motors, the reason I think one of the reasons they picked me was because of my business background. And the concept of the BRM did not exist at that time. It was the ability of a person with a non-IT background to be able to connect with the business and at the same time, bring an understanding to the IT guys as to what the business is trying to get done so that the focus is on the business objectives and trying to help move the needle forward, right? And Having come from the business side, I always had a seat at the table. Right. IT in general has always been looked at as a cost center and they become order takers if they don't know how to converse with the business in the same language. Right. And for me, 
it was very natural to speak with the business in the business language because I didn't know any better. Right. And people in IT were sometimes shocked at how can you talk to them like that? I'm like, what's wrong with the way I'm speaking? I'm just speaking matter of fact, business language. And that's what we get done. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a different profession. Okay. But it's a different way of looking at it. And the business is extremely sharp. They know what they want. And there's a cost driver. There's a business case associated with every dollar they spend. And they want to know where the money is going, right? right. And how we can enable them on that journey. So my conversation with the business, even later on during my career at General Motors and other places, even if sometimes we were order takers initially, I've always shaped it back to, I can either be a point person and give you point solutions, or can we sit down and talk strategy and provide you a much higher value? Right. And then let's create a roadmap. Let's shape the demand. Let's understand what your objectives are so that we can actually align properly and say, okay, what's the vision? Where are you trying to get to? How can IT enable you on your journey? And let's work together in partnership. Sure. And I've been pretty successful doing that, even though I never had the official title of BRM because that concept did not exist back in the day. It's only in the last uh, eight, 10 years that this BRM concept has come into play. So in 2015, when I joined Aptive, that's when I said, oh, there's something like a BRM. And when I found out what they were really doing, I said, oh, that's the role I've been playing all my life right. in IT. Right. <laughs> and so it was kind of interesting to me to find out that there was this formal title of a BRM. Right. And um, it was it's, it's been an interesting journey. And right. when I was at Aptive, we, they had bought a company called Control Tech. And that was the time, sorry, that, that's when I was actually officially given the title of BRM right. with Aptive. Right. And it was a very neat little company that they had bought out that did onboard in, on the vehicle diagnostics, edge computing, which they then, the insights of that computing was sent to the cloud. So they had a set of really, really cool technologists that were working on the different products that they had. But they did not have the business acumen to say, how do I market this product? Right. How do I engage IT in getting things done from an IT perspective, even though they know IT? Engineers are engineers. They don't have the discipline that IT brings to the table. The body of discipline that IT brings even the core engineers don't have that same level of discipline right. on many times. I'm not saying in all cases, but in many cases. And the way IT does its uh, development work, does its promotion to production, there's a certain set of discipline we follow. But at the same time, how do you bring a portfolio to the table? How do you make sure that the dollars are invested in the right technologies, the right prototypes? That concept in the technology, they're playing with the technology, but they're not bringing that value to the table. Right. And they think that's just overhead, but then when they really sit down with the leadership, they start to see the value. Right. And then that kind of says, okay, let me take a little bit of a step back, plan it out properly, so that I can go five steps forward more easily. And so those are the kinds of values that if you really think about it, that the BRM brings to the table, and that gives you a seat at the table at the end of the day. Sure. 
and and now you're um, a general manager of IT at NGK, and uh, I know that you you had a prompt for the need for BRM training for NGK. So what was in your mind uh, when you wanted to? Why did you think? I know that you come you you understood the value of BRM and being more strategic, partnering, demand shaping aspects of it. So what was the pr- need for your team to get your themselves? Um, and you, you, you paid, you, you, you actually were fully present for the whole three days, uh, you know, um, taking the time off and spending time with them. But I'm quite keen to see what is the need that was prompted uh, to do BRM training. Sure. So when I joined NGK, uh, I quickly recognized that IT was still being treated as a cost center. Hmm. And when I really looked at my IT team, I had a, I have a, I have a good team. They are good, solid. They know what they are doing. Right. But they are good technologists, right? And when I started looking at, so I instituted some basic project management discipline first to see where their heads were, and when they are giving me a status report, it's extremely technical. So I'm like, okay, why are your projects not linked back to business objectives? How come you're not talking the business language? What is the business objective of the project? What is the KPI that it ties back to? The business KPI is tying back to. So those kind of things were lacking and that understanding was lacking in the technical teams. So they kind of were aware, but they were not really aware, right? And what's the business value of this project? You know, we call uh, what is uh, the value being delivered by a given project that in terms of business uh, value, right? And as I realized that, I said, okay, there is a whole discipline of how you talk to the business, the language you speak, how do you present yourself. That was lacking. And so I went to the, by that time we had formed an IT governance committee. So I went to the IT governance committee and I laid the case for the business relationship management positions. And we had done an external study and assessment that also recognized a need for this particular role. And we got the positions, we got the people in those positions, but I said, that's like putting an army without giving them the weapons. Right. And you had reached out to me, I think back in December timeframe, and we had been in touch and I said, look, timing is not right yet. I have to first create this uh, role and I am uh, going for the positions. And so when the timing became right, I reached out to you and said, okay, now is the time because I went to my leadership and I said, look, if you really are committed to this role, we need to make sure they speak the same language. I cannot educate them. Let them get the education. Now they are able to understand we are the same level playing field. Now for me is to give them the practical real life experience that they need and help them in that journey. So you, the education that they got from the three-day class, I think level the playing field to say, what is a BRM? How should we be thinking? What's the thought process? The concepts became clear. For me, it's extremely critical that you understand the concepts because in life, no matter how difficult a problem may seem, when you go back to the basics and get your fundamentals right, then you can find an easy solution to the problem. You don't have to make the problem extremely complex because you can break it down. 
So same thing here is what does a business relationship manager do? He is like a mini CIO for that area. Okay. He's supposed to own the relationship with the business partner, align with the business partner, make sure that there's a roadmap, an IT roadmap that aligns with the business roadmap. If they're exploring new technologies, then hey, let's figure out which IT technologies can actually be used here and then work with the enterprise architect to make sure that they're the right technologies, right? Do a quick proof of concept if needed. And then at the end of the day, shape your portfolio with a prioritized list of demand. And then at the end of the day, make sure that there's a business case for each and every initiative in your roadmap. And then work with the implementation teams to actually implement the project and make sure that you are accountable personally right. to what you are promising the business. In principle, it's a very basic concept. It's the dedication that you need with the mindset that I'm the one-stop shop for you and I'll work with a larger IT organization to make sure that you get what you need. So. It's a delivery, operations, everything rolled into one. It's not an easy task to play, but with experience, you can be an extremely good BRM if you want to be. You know, it's a personal dedication to the role itself. And, so and that's how I created the demand. Now, I, now it's a concept of making sure that the team is going to be able to deliver to that expectation. That's my expectation of the team. Right. So I'm hoping that they'll get there. And, and I also think that you had a, a strong commitment when we looked at the three-day course that we spent along with NGK. You ensured that you were fully present. I know you had a lot of schedules, but you actually made sure that you were fully present end-to-end. -end. So I was quite curious <clears throat> about when you sat there and you were looking at people, what do you think made a difference? Or do you think that the training helped achieve the objectives that you had in mind when you had this role and how they're going to position and what was the, the expectation? Yes. So I'm very passionate about what I do, right? I mean, what really keeps me going is the passion for the profession, right? And I'm very committed to my people. I mean, at the end of the day, it's people, process, and tools. I've had jobs where there were no processes, there were no tools, but the people rose to the occasion. So I'm very much focused from that perspective. So I told my team, I'm committed to your success. And I wanted to demonstrate that by being present in the training for all three days. One that shows that, hey, I'm serious about this, so they better pay attention, right? It's not just some training that you're going to go for and then forget about it. But then also, I wanted to make sure that the concept that you were imparting, and we had quite few open dialogues during the training where we sprinkled it with, practical real life experiences that you had, I had, and we shared it with the team. I think that enriched the entire training experience for them. And I feel so comfortable after that, that they are now uh, poised to take what they've learned to the next level by having now the practical uh, implementation uh, experience that they are going to get. And I have tools and templates for them to start using so that they become successful. Excellent. So in terms yeah. of, in terms of uh, automotive things and other stuff, how do you think that they're going to apply that? I know that we have our own teams um, getting in. Is that roles getting popular in your opinion in the automotive industry? Are the business able to see the value of it? Or is it going to be, 
you as a general manager of IT to sell the value of IT? How is how is that shift going to happen? So it's always a teamwork, right? But it begins with the captain, right? As head of IT at NGK, right. is first establishing my personal brand, which I did very quickly, right? Created a roadmap, clear vision, all that in the first three months, and I gave them that. Establish metrics, things at like the basics, right? Going back to the concept of get the basics in place. Once you've established your brand, now it's a question of pulling the team along. And so now I have the tentacles out in the business organization. Right. I have the commitment from the business leaders that, hey, they will work with them. And then it is our ability to give them the support that they need to work with the business leaders along the way. So the journey has just begun and some will make it, some may not make it, some will struggle through it. It's like swimming, right? It's not for everyone, but those who make the effort ultimately get through, it's not rocket science at the end of the day. Uh, Now, whether it is automotive, non-automotive, the challenge always is uh, in the automotive sector because it's so predominant here in in the Detroit area, But in general, the BRM is needed no matter where you go. Uh, I don't look at myself as an automotive guy. I look at myself as an IT guy, right? Uh, When I first joined IT, it was I have geographically transportable skill sets. I can go work anywhere on the planet because IT works the same no matter where you go. And same thing here, the BRM, that concept works the same no matter which industry you are in. So if people get that, that it's about relationships, it's about the people side of the organization. The people aspects, they don't change whether you are in India, Philippines, Timbuktu, US, Russia, doesn't matter. People are people are people. No matter how different the cultures may be, the people issues still are the same. Go back to the basics, it's the same. And that's what makes a diverse population interesting. And so I look at it as the BRM role is extremely important in giving you those, uh, the basics of the people skills that you need, the soft aspects of the job that you need to be mindful of so that you can be successful. Sure. In terms of technology innovation, because that's a big part now with the automotive disruption happening around everything being electrical, how is NGK poised in terms of, you know, bringing in the latest technology and bringing in that mindset change? Because Everybody thinks that, you know, the, the rate in which you are, it is in unprecedented times. So do you see that IT has a great role to play to make that shift from the ways of current ways to new ways of working? Oh, absolutely. We have an innovation lab in uh, California, actually. And we are looking at different industry sectors. Uh, and we actually have uh, the, the, you know, the Nitoku way, which is a five by five by five. And basically, we are looking at different technologies, different industry sectors, doing proof of concepts. Uh, and it's like, let's experiment. Is it working, not working? And then if it's working, how do you take it to the next level, right? So NGK is definitely committed to expanding in non-automotive sectors, healthcare, mobility, things of that nature. And so, the BRMs can play a critical role along with the enterprise architect to explore new technologies, to bring the relevance. Hey, if they have, so let's, let's, let's talk about it. Like people talk about digital transformation, 
But what is digital transformation? It means different things to different people. Do I do IoT? Do I do BI? What do I digitize? And how do I go about doing it? Should it be IT driven? Should it be business driven? Right? So when you look at it from that perspective, then you say, okay, there are competing technologies. Which one is the right one for my company? It may be in the Gartner leader quadrant, but do I really need that product? Do I need some other product? Right. How do I make that relevant? And then so helping the business shift through those decisions, playing with the uh, you know, technologies in the right way, doing technical proof of concepts at the same time, saying, yes, the leader quadrant technology may be a little bit better, but that's not necessarily the right technology for us. Or maybe that's the one we should go for. That's where the BRM working with the enterprise architect and working with the business and creating the right business case can bring value to the table that can help business decide between one versus the other. Because the business's job is not really to focus on the technology side of it. Their job is to run the business. It's our job to really bring that value to the table. So, Excellent. So the final question would be, if someone is aspiring to be a BRM and they're not sure whether it's the right thing to do, what would you say? What are some of the core skills or competencies one has to develop to be a BRM? As you rightly said, it could be any industry. But what are some of the core skills that, in based on your experience, will make a BRM successful? So the way I look at it is, if you don't like people, then forget about being a BRM, right? right. Uh, you need to have some... It, you may not have all the people skills, and that's okay. Right. Look, I didn't have all the people skills. Right? I was a nerd growing up as an accountant, right? But I proactively managed myself to be an outgoing person. I'm still a very shy, introvert person in my personal life. Right. But then if you are able to get out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. and I try to get out of my comfort zone on a day-to-day -day basis because that's just the way I live, right? And so if you are willing to do that and willing to put yourself on the line, you don't have to win every battle. You don't have to win every discussion. Right. You'll win some, you'll lose some, but you'll keep moving forward. And if you have that mindset, that I need to keep at it and I need to form relationships, build relationships, you have a significantly better chance of success. You don't even need to be an IT person, to be honest with you. I'm not, you know, right. it's good enough for you to have a broad understanding of IT right. and then have a passion, of course, but then if you have good relationship skills and if you are relying on the right experts, you can definitely be an excellent BRM. You need to have some business savvy that is critical because otherwise you won't be able to relate to the business. Right. And if you have a domain knowledge and you are a BRM in that domain, that's even more better. Right. I'm a finance guy, right? From uh, coming from being a CPA from India, very easy for me to BRM in that space. And that's how I started out. Sure. Same way, find a good spot for you to start out your journey right. and then build upon from there. So that's what I would tell people. Yeah. Excellent. Love for people is excellent in, to have. Sure. Thanks a lot. Uh, I think him and we had a lot more insights covered in the last 20 minutes. So I hope viewers will uh, be able to get a lot more insights of it. And thanks again once for sharing your insights in this episode of BRM Brown Bank. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, to be honest with you, Suresh, I think we picked the right partner for the training because I, 
you know, I had no idea about you or your company. Uh, but when we went to the training, I think it was a complete five-star training. So yes, absolutely. I would recommend anybody who's really seriously looking for this kind of a, a training that they should, they should at least give you a serious run for the money. Thank you so much, uh, Herman. Absolutely.